Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Even though the St. Louis Cardinals not parts of the 2017 postseason picture, no shortage of exciting moments for the Redbirds in the 2017 regular season. And joining us to break it all down, our friend Jen Langosh, our Cardinals reporter for MLB.com. Jen, we thank you for the time as always. And uh, what we're doing uh, today and this week with all the beat reporters is breaking down your uh, personal top 10 lists of the most memorable moments for the teams that you cover. And Jen, uh, again, despite the Cardinals falling short of the postseason for a second straight year, first time that's happened in a decade, a uh, lot of exciting moments for St. Louis in 2017. Of course, we had Rally Cats <laughs> late in the year. Um, we had Matt Carpenter with a, a walk-off granny and extra innings. We had a shutout by Carlos Martinez. We had uh, the Little League Classic between the Cardinals and the Pirates and uh, Tommy Pham doing Tommy Pham things. So uh, of that list, uh, Jen, what, uh, for whatever reason, what stands out to you the most? Well, Matt, I think it has to be Rally Cap, first <laughs> off. And, you know, you think about the timing of that in early August. At the time, the Cardinals had just gone through the trade deadline done nothing you wonder if this was a team that was really going to make a push in the nl central of course rally cat made its appearance on the field was taken off the field subsequent pitch yadi molina hits out for a grand slam so um, that was a pretty seminal moment and you think too that that came in the middle of what became an eight game winning streak for the team and, and by the time that streak came to an end cardinals were actually in first place tied with the cubs in the division so um, that seemed kind of the moment where you thought, hey, maybe there's a little bit of magic here in St. Louis, bringing back memories of the rally squirrel of 2011 and, and any other kind of rally items that, we, that we've seen here over the years. But um, pretty fun story, of course, died down when the team wasn't able to sustain that momentum and continue on through the year. But uh, a neat moment, nonetheless, perhaps for everybody except the grounds crew member who, of mm. course, had its, his finger um, bitten by the rally cap. And has he recovered? Is he back to 100% health-wise? Because that, that looked nasty when I saw that video. I mean, the, the poor guy, right? Yes, he did recover. He returned to the grounds crew, so I think everybody's doing well. As far as I know, an update on the cat um, is it was in good hands getting some, some shots and some treatment, and then I believe that they were going to try to find a nice, good home for the cat as that cat certainly deserves uh, for everything it did uh, for the Cardinals uh, that game especially. Now, Jen, when that when that moment happened, I mean, was the was the crowd kind of in tune with the fact that there was a cat on the field in, in the first place? I mean, did this catch 
everybody's attention or just a portion of the crowd? I mean, like how how big of a moment was that when the cat was actually there before Yachty hit the Grand Slam? Yeah, it's funny because Yachty was actually, I believe, the first to kind of see what was going on. I mean, he you know he obviously has the view of the field from from where he was standing at the plate. He saw the cat run kind of pointed at it, got everybody's attention. Um, and certainly as the cat was being chased around the outfield, uh, it did garner plenty of attention in the stands. But, um, you know, I'll add too. I mean, I think it's exactly it's what happened after the cat's appearance um, that kind of, kind of made it legendary. You know, if Yachty had grounded out um, and that inning had come to an end, I don't think we'd be talking about Rally Cat here in the middle of October. But the fact that the very next pitch, he gets over the wall for a grand slam. It was just kind of a cool sequence of events again for a team that at that point was just really trying to look for something to get it going um and of course that for at least a short term that was it yeah that certainly was and i mean the fact that uh that yadi hit the next pitch over the wall i mean if it was a couple of pitches later still a cool moment but to have it be the next pitch after spotting the cat that was really something else and something that uh, no cardinals fan is going to forget from the 2017 season. Uh, Jen, going down the list here, of course, you know, Rally Cat is going to be tough to top. But in terms of something that just uh, made you jump out of your chair, gave you goosebumps, made your spine tingle, uh, what else stands out to you? Yeah, I mean, there were a couple walk-offs there that, you know, I think you look back on the season. I mean, let's go back to opening day, even. The Cardinals hosting the Chicago Cubs, defending World Series champs. Um, it was a Sunday night game, the very first game of the 2017 season anywhere. And the Cardinals got an electric performance that night from Carlos Martinez. And then in the ninth inning, Son Juan which perhaps is a harbinger of things to come with the season he had, mm. gives up a tying three-run homer to Wilson Contreras. Uh, that really kind of took the life out of the crowd. And you kind of watch then the, the events unfold then in the bottom half of the ninth. Randall Grichik, who had already hit a two-run homer in the game, comes up and collects his first walk-off hit of his career. So that stands out as a really cool night again to take down the defending world champions, their NL Central rivals, the Chicago Cubs, and a nice way to start off the season. But, you know, I think about Matt Carpenter's walk-off grand slam, the first um, walk-off grand slam, walk-off homer of any kind for him in his career. And you mentioned Tommy Pham. Tommy had a number of standout moments. He, too, collected a, a walk-off hit this year. I think about the catch that he made in a June game against the Phillies, a diving catch to save a game there, really at a, another critical point in the season when um, the Cardinals had just come off a road trip in which they had gone 0-7, needed some sort of something to go their way. Tommy did that. And then toward the end of the year, another moment that stands out is you know, his ability to, to reach that 2020 club, which um, has been maybe more rare, rarer than, than a lot of people realize. Just a sixth player in franchise history to hit 20 home runs and steal 20 bases in a season. So um, as far as like highlights of the season, I, I look at Tommy and, he, and he's in a number of those. He certainly is, and I have to thank Tommy Pham personally because uh, he was responsible for one of my cheesier lines I would do during uh, my highlight packages. I would say, wham, bam, thank you, Pham, and I'm sure Cardinals fans got sick of hearing it, but it just goes to show that for as often as I said it, that's how good of a year he had. Uh, just kind of coming out of nowhere to emerge as uh, one of the bright young stars on this Cardinal team. Uh, was he, in your eyes, the most exciting player to watch on this team in 2017? He was. And, you know, um, you, you think about the story of Tommy Pham. He's actually one of the longest-tenured players here in the organization, drafted all the way back in 2006. Only wow. Yachty and Adam Wainwright have been in the organization longer. But then you follow the journey of Tommy Pham. He's stuck in the minors for a long time. Injuries um, plagued his climb. The issues with his eye and his vision 
um, always seemed to kind of hinder him when he seemed to have an opportunity. And I think back to spring training, and we talked about this in our podcast, how much he struggled throughout spring, essentially kind of losing a spot that the Cardinals expected to give him off the bench. But he got his opportunity in May with a couple of injuries. He comes up that weekend in Atlanta and hits three home runs in that three-game series and basically never looked back. And Tommy, you know, he was a breath of fresh air in a clubhouse um, that really needed a kick offensively, that defensively he made them better in the outfield. He was arguably the best base runner on the team. He really just did everything well. And as a member of the media, too, we appreciated his candidness, his candor. Um, his postgame interviews were always kind of must-see TVs because you never knew what Tommy Pham mm-hmm. was going to say. And you look back at the season that he had, and not only does he hit that 2020 mark, which, again, as I mentioned, hasn't been done very much in franchise history, um, but he's also the only player in franchise history to hit at least 300, have an on-base percentage of at least 400, a slugging of at least 500 with 20 doubles, 20 homers, and 20 stolen bases. So in historic season for Tommy Pham, um, perhaps we'd be talking a little bit more about him in the MVP conversation if the Cardinals season had gone better, but certainly he was the MVP of this team this year. Yeah, so uh, speed, power, and charisma. That's quite the trifecta for uh, for any athlete, and Tommy Pham has all those attributes in spades. And uh, like you said, a breath of fresh air for the Cardinals in 2017. Jen, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't mention another uh, Matt Carpenter moment. Uh, This is just one day. This was late August uh, after announcing that for every home run he would hit for the remainder of the season, he was going to donate a sum of money uh, to hurricane victims from uh, that devastating hurricane uh, in Texas, Hurricane Harvey. And, And right after he makes this announcement, literally that night's game, he goes deep. And $30,000 goes to uh, hurricane victims uh, from the devastation of Harvey. And, uh, you know, Matt Carpenter, we've sang his praises uh, for, for so long now, not just for what he does on the field, but this just goes to show his uh, humanitarian efforts and what kind of person he is. And, I mean, uh, hats off to him. That was another great moment. Yeah, it was a great gesture for Matt. And, you know, you, Matt admitted uh, when he made this kind of a public announcement, this pledge, that it was a little bit out of character for him to bring attention to himself. His hope through all of it, though, was that uh, while he was going to donate money anyway, that if he brought it public, that maybe others would as well. And we saw almost immediately Adam Wainwright stepped up and the Cardinals stepped up. And so what was a $10,000 per home run pledge from Matt Carpenter essentially became a $30,000 pledge per home run with all three of those entities um, working together. You know, you also think about Matt Carpenter's season. It was a tough season for him offensively, bothering, bothered by shoulder issues, throughout the year and those got especially um, bothersome there over the last month of the season which is when he was trying to hit these home runs for hurricane victims nonetheless he was able to hit six down the stretch as you mentioned including one on the very first night after um, his announcement that's one hundred and eighty thousand dollars that matt carpenter helped raise for his hometown of houston and the hurricane relief there so I know that was something he took a lot of pride in, was very excited that he was able to come through again despite the shoulder issues and be able to do some good. And, and hopefully, as he you know wanted to do, also encourage others to find a way to give back as well. Yeah, like you said, a tremendous gesture on uh, his part and his teammates' part as well. And a lot of uh, very uh, happy people down in Texas uh, for 
what Carpenter did and the money that he raised down the stretch going deep six times. Uh, certainly every penny helps after that uh, devastation down there uh, in Texas. Uh, Jen, to come down the home stretch here, I talked uh, with your colleague uh, Adam Barry, our Pirates reporter, about how much fun he had covering the Little League Classic in Williamsport, which was, of course, between the Pirates and the Cardinals. And he just marveled at, uh, you know, the Pirates players' reactions uh, to, to being there and their interactions with the kids. And I got to think that uh, for many of the Cardinals, they felt the same way. Yeah, and it's interesting. You know, Maybe Adam would say the same thing. You, you got the sense leading up to the event that the players weren't exactly sure what it was going to be like. You know, These are, these are creatures of routine in many ways. How is this going to throw things off? You watch them land and be immediately greeted by two teams, which, you know, for the Cardinals was as a team from America, from the Northwest, and a team from Australia. And they just, they lit up with joy. And those smiles just never went away throughout the day. You know, I think back to, to so many little special moments throughout that day, whether it was Tommy Pham and Carlos Martinez purchasing 200 snow cones to pass out to the Little Leaguers in the stands, um, Randall Grichik and Zach Duke going to watch the Texas team um, and, and donning kind of the, the Southwest hats that they had. Son Juan O getting to go and watch the Korean team. And this is a guy who was as stoic as they come, jumping out of his chair when they score first in the opening inning. There was just so much joy and kind of purity, I think, in the whole thing. And then, of course, to cap it off, the game that night in front of just you know a couple hundred um, Little League fans and a couple thousand fans in total. It was a really neat experience. And, and I know as exhausting as the day may have been for everybody involved, every Cardinal that I talked to was very grateful for the experience, said they would do it again in a heartbeat. Um, and, you know, for, for the kids who were able to experience it, I mean, literally, truly an experience of a lifetime to get to go to Williamsport and mingle with major league players, some of whom Randall Grichick and Lance Lynn had once been Little League World Series participants themselves. So, yeah, I, I look back at that. Um, despite the Cardinals losing the game against the Pirates that night, I think that was a highlight for everybody's season. No question. I think this event was met with a universal praise uh, from everybody, not just involved, but everybody who watched and uh, the teams that get to participate next year and in years to come. I'm sure they're going to feel the same uh, rewards and, and glee <laughs> that the Cardinals and Pirates had uh, being part of the inaugural event with the Little League Classic. Uh, Jen, that's a good place to wrap this one up. Our thanks to Jennifer Langosh for her time today. We'll do it again soon. In the meantime, Matt Waymeyer signing off for MLB.com Extras, St. Louis Cardinals. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.